On today's Steakhouse Confidential, I have lured into my lair with promise of a juicy, delectable steak, TV sports anchor, reporter, and now sports radio schlub, just like me, Carol Maloney. Now, Carol is somebody who was once a radio colleague at WTEM with me and Andy Poland on the Sports Reporters, and she has also worked at NBC4 in Washington, D.C. as the sports director and lead sports anchor. Before that, she was at Comcast Sportsnet in D.C., and she is now hosting a two-hour radio show on a competing station in the market, the Sports Capital AM 630. not supposed to say that. Anyway, she's one of the few women that I know in the business in the country doing true sports radio. In other words, blank canvas. You don't have a bunch of ESPN producers filling you with stats and everything else like they do on TV, and she's got to fill it up. I love it. She does a good job, too, no matter what she says. She also does dugout work for the uh, for the Washington Nationals on Masson, and she was along for the ride this past fall for the amazing World Series championship run. Last night, we talked Kobe. Hashtag girl dads, getting over in the media, women in coaching, being given a chance you didn't quite deserve, the perfect moment in all of sports, and a bunch of other stuff in between. Carol is a mother of two boys, an unabashed captain of Team Girl, and one hell of an athlete herself. So don't try her. And I think, as always, a great conversation. Why are you back again? For the steak. Oh, for the steak. <laughs> no, because you. I lo- nice always things. love a gal who loves a steak. Yeah. You know? yeah. My wife loves a steak. <laughs> hey, yeah. Don't trust a gal, Carol, that is like, ooh. Salad. Just a salad. salad. I'll just have a salad. <laughs> exactly. No, I have a steak. I'm from Iowa, so it's all about steak. I, I'm not a seafood fan. I force it down sometimes, but. Okay. I'm so, how's the, how's the hot take business? You now are in my world, girl. I know. You are doing sports talk radio. Five days a week. Five days a week. You've got how many hours? Middle of the Just day? Two hours. Two hours, yeah, though, but still. Midday. Mm-hmm. Midday's two hours. So it's as- a little, you know, it's more of a soap opera, softer side of sports. That's okay. I like I like the mornings. We, we were talking before the red light went on here uh, about, you know, slowing down with your opinions. And people in the business slowing down with their opinions. Like, I give Andy shit sometimes because I'm like, come on, old man. Where's the heat, you know? Where's the fire? Where's the Andy Poland venom and vitriol I know? And he laughs it off. But I think we all, at some point, start to slow down on our takes. There's just so much noise out there. Right. So many opinions and so much noise. I find shows that... When they're not shouting each other down, they're a lot more entertaining to me, and they hit home. I can actually listen. Like, I'm listening into a conversation now. Right. If we just start yelling at how you have to be you know, strong-minded and have these great takes to have a good sports talk radio show, and we start yelling at each other about it, I just think that's bad radio. I don't even want to listen to people sitting next to me shouting. Why would I voluntarily turn on any kind of channel or podcast right. where they're shouting but at each other? at its core, sports radio is about arguments. If at its beginning and at its core still, but it doesn't always have to be. It can well, just be. Well, it, it can be different. It can be more broadened. Uh, but the bottom line is, do we have menus, by the way? Oh, there you go. Thank you. Um, 
Well, that whole you and, think he was the greatest, I think this one's the greatest. That's just like that's boring to me. Like, it's well, that's all true. That's that's a terrible, you know. And by the way, with the Kobe news this week, holy that's, shit! And of course, let's talk about who's the greatest. Kobe? No, jeez. No, uh, I you know, know I, I do have some, I do have some Kobe takes from a media perspective because yeah. I think there's a fine line between a good anecdote that you have about Kobe Bryant's career or whatever versus Mm self-promotion versus using it to go, hey, look at me. I just found everyone needed to grieve. There were so many grieving people out there, including just fans. Oh, yeah. I ran into him in the hallway, and here's the story of my encounter. People had to share that. So I didn't think of it as making it about themselves. I thought it was just like part of their grieving process. Did you... uh did you see Elle Duncan and yes. her? And now she got that trending hashtag girl dad. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And by the way, you will it. not. I actually okay. Chills. Okay. That, and that's great. And you're a girl dad. By the way, I am a girl dad. I will never post a picture of me and my daughters. You know why? Because it's private? A, it's private. B, I consider myself an average dad. <laughs> like I'm in the also receiving votes category. Like, if I was better, I'd brag more about it. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding about that. No, I guess it's because bottom line is, you know, being a dad, first of all, I, th- I don't think girls should be elevated above boys. I think it should be equal. I'm sorry, elevated above boys? Did you well, say in this, you yeah. think right now girls are being elevated above boys? In this particular is case. Is this the conversation we're having? You're having, like, girl jealousy right now? Like, you think, <laughs> Not you think girl we jealousy. have it so easy? Like, uh, we're getting all Oh, the- here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. You think it's a bad time to be a boy? I have two boys. I don't have girls. I know. Do you? And by and, the way, and so they you're. somehow, even with their feminist-type mother, uh, know that they're better than girls. They just grow up thinking that. Look, I'm all about girl power, and I'm all about girls doing everything and anything they want to do in life. All right? Yeah, I know, because you're a girl dad. So you're, you're, you no, I mean, I'm an, evolved, young- I'm an evolved citizen and human being. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell people all the time, I say, not to judge other countries, but you look at the shittiest countries on the planet, they're all the ones that treat their women the worst. Yeah. Our women do everything. Now, it's been a long fight. Way to go, sisterhood. It wasn't easy. We're not done, and, though. And no, you ain't done no, yet. No, we ain't done. Exactly. But, yeah. you're, but you're nipping at the edges, you yeah, know? Yeah, because once WNBA you get, players now can be full-time NBA assistants We'll get into the We'll get into the coaching months. angle in just a second. <laughs> okay. um, but, yeah, but no, CEOs, pilots, military yeah. pilots, mm-hmm. judges, politicians. We're going to get a girl in the White House. A girl. We're going to get a woman in the White House, and that's, you know, and that that's going to be a big milestone. Yeah. And it's going to just keep on going down the road. But no, I, our country is great because we treat our women now equally, and we make sure we open avenues for them. That said, the whole girl-dad thing, to me, being a dad is dad-dad, girl, boy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a, hey, here's a hashtag, and here's something trending, and here's a picture of my kids. It's an everyday thing. Yeah. It's an every night thing. That's all. I don't well, fall for I these didn't... these trends, Carol. It's it's enough, you know? This challenge, that challenge. Yeah. Show this, show that, hashtag. I'm like, come on. So, that said, that said, I like Elle Duncan a lot. I liked Elle Duncan a lot before she did this little tribute to Kobe. 
Well, good. I like her too. I just, we agree. I just think though that what you're missing is the fact that uh, when you are a girl, you're around and you're growing up and you're around hearing that, uh, like my own husband at the time saying, oh, I'm so glad I have boys because I can golf with them. I can camp with them. I can do other things like them. So girls growing up hear that, that there's something missing. And so, and same thing with Kobe. That's what the whole point was, that he didn't have a boy to carry his legacy. And you're like, wait, I can carry your legacy too. And so I think that was the point That's of what That's beautiful. But how do we know he didn't really want a boy? Well, we never, didn't he actually? I'm sure, because that's, that's the culture. Men want boys to carry their legacy. And I get that because it carries their name, and it's a mini-me. And I can see a little Brian <laughs> well, the NBA. Don't you, think, don't you think after three girls, you know? I don't have a, anything missing by not having a girl to carry on the goat. Different from men and boys. I won't lie as a girl dad that, of course, I would have liked to have had a boy. But here's the catch. My boy might have hated sports. Yeah. That's quite possible. Yeah. He might have been very unathletic. And I might have been like the great Santini as yeah. a dad bouncing a basketball off the back of his head being an asshole. I hope I'm not. I'm so glad I, I so. had a girl dad. My dad, I'm one of five girls. And my dad treated me probably like a boy so watching sports. So you had four sisters? No brothers? Mm-hmm. I have two brothers, but they were spread out. So like it okay. was dad and the girls and he treated me like a boy i went all to all the games we watched all the sports that's great he never it to me was never weird growing up that i was as into sports as i was right it could have been for other you know because they're like oh so anyway the thing with l duncan and by the way i've liked her i liked her whole moxie before this because i've noticed she's more than just a female anchor who looks good and delivers the sports she had a real sass and a vibe to her doing sports and her great personality yeah but she does this it goes viral she's now elevated as a a star it's a way to kind of get over and i believe there are people in the media carol using the kobe bryant thing to get over Mm -hmm. i think you're right and using it to go Hey, I knew Kobe Bryant in high school. Here, let me show you my yearbook with him, and let me yeah. show you this. And you get—it's easy to get far afield from the tragedy that was, and what the focus should be, which is not just Kobe and his daughter, but the seven other people on board that plane. There were yeah. three moms, two fathers, and three, three kids. Girls. Those babies. Those babies. That's, That's unthinkable. All those and Kobe. I said this uh, on Monday that. It was the tragedy of it was the kids and what the lost futures and everyone was losing sight of that. Kobe Bryant, while his life was cut short and it feels tragic because of his second act and all the stuff he could, that could have been still oh, yeah. with him and the impact of the women's game because he seemed to be such a proponent of what would have come if Gigi would have been a huge female star to have Kobe on team women or team NBA. That Kobe been- might have bought well yeah. he can't really buy a WNBA team because I think they're folded into who owns WNBA teams? Good question. I think they're owned by the parent teams. Yeah. But but Kobe would be a virtual owner right. so of a team in lose. which his daughter was probably bound to star at Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Just to and, have him at all the games and promoting the game and talking about the game. and It would have been and great. It would have 
you know, legitimized, and, I think, women's sports to a different for level. For those that don't know, Carol played basketball at Duquesne. Drake. <laughs> Where? Drake. Drake, Duquesne, same deal. Somewhere in yeah, the whatever. Midwest. Love the Drake. Iowa no, but State. I was saying it's the girl's future, right? Kobe had amazing life in 41 years. His basketball legacy, uh, his storytelling, his Oscar, his business dealing, his friends. It was, to yeah. me, the tragedy of what made me like just catch my breath and that sick feeling in my stomach was because of the children. Like You hear of bad stories and tragic things, and I've had plenty of them happen to me, and friends out of nowhere having a heart attack at 41 years old, or you were at 42, a neighbor, and just knowing how fragile life is, but when it's when it's the kids involved, when their futures are lost, and the and all the families involved around them, oh, the I, brothers and sisters I and cousins of, and their parents. I, th- I think oh of the God. I think of the family. I think of the incredible survivor guilt, and the guilt that's never going to go away from those that are left behind, thinking, could I have done something different? Should I have done something mm-hmm. different? Why wasn't I on that helicopter? Why didn't we do this? I mean, Why that's the kind of did stuff they that... take off in that oh. fog. I'm sorry, I'm mad. I know yeah, visibility on the too. ground pl- was the... two, three miles, but they were going up into the mountains. And you, how could? And if police helicopters are grounded, I'm mad. I'm outraged yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I, I do know. want someone to blame. That's dumb. And well, then to say you have to do it on like, uh, was it uh, the specific terminology of a flight visual, visual flight, flight rules? Yeah. Rules. They, the, the pilot fucked up. And what's odd is that the pilot was experienced. The pilot was an instructor. He had flown that area before. And what's really odd is the pilot knew it was a dangerous flight because he circled for 10 minutes over Burbank waiting for sort of guidance as to how do I want to get up there. So to go into a mountain at 180 miles an hour is crazy. And pilots say... A, a helicopter like that, twin engine, having catastrophic failure, it just doesn't happen. Right. You know, at worst, something happens. There's just a distress call. He finds a place to set it down in a parking lot. Yeah. And it's kind of damaged. Yeah. He ran into Not that Not this. Mountain. This was just... Yeah. So Going that too compounds, low, couldn't see. That compounds the guilt and the pain and the anguish is yeah. that it's looking like it was a catastrophic error. Oh, you're not on mic, so I can't. <laughs> Gorgie says, Gorgie says, you know the agreement he had with his wife. What was the agreement? They were never, they were never allowed to travel together on the same helicopter. They Where'd never, you get that? I heard that. I heard that. I heard that yesterday. That uh, that was their deal. They had an agreement that they could not travel together okay. in the same helicopter. That's kind of. That. Thank you, Carol. That's kind of okay. That's yeah, but that's kind of okay. But now that it's come into play, does it make it that much better? I guess, right? No, but it's still, actually it's, a very tragic full circle when you think that he got the helicopter to save him. Did you see the clip of him talking years ago in a sit-down interview that the reason he started traveling via helicopter no, no, is because he got that. stuck yeah. in traffic and he missed a school play, and he said, "If I can get to and from practice, the training facility, and still pick up the kids yeah, in yeah, school." Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't live close to Staples because the neighborhood's too sketchy, yeah. <laughs> and and LA is too big and there's too many places uh. to go. So anyway, all right. Well, uh, hashtag so have, girl dad. Hashtag I do have a little Kobe story fatigue, and I'm torn between the desire of ignoring it and then obsessing over it because I can't get enough, and I also it makes me sick, and I'm I need to break. What's from your it. Kobe story? No, I'm talking about just reading and, oh, and reading digesting it, yeah. and yeah. hearing people sharing their own and their well, pictures and me and Kobe. The problem is it, 
it makes for terrible sports radio, in my opinion, because it has no angles other than it's horrible. It's a it's a bummer, and there's only one side of it. You know, it's like where's the debate? Where's the intriguing angle to it? And then it prevents you from, I think, what I like to do, Carol, which is to screw around and have fun and give people something yeah. fun and entertaining to listen to on the ride home. Light, funny, we take nothing seriously, not ourselves. And this is like the most serious story that's ever been thrown on our laps in my 25 years of doing this. Yeah, definitely. So. No, I, was, it, I related a little bit to uh, Steve Beckler. And obviously not nearly. He's not, he was just an Orioles prospect, baseball prospect at spring training, who in front of me had a, a heat stroke in a 70-degree day down in Florida. Do you remember this? Yeah. Turns out he had ephedra in his system, yes, and that's yes, when the yes. FDA came and took ephedra off. He was a, he was a 22-year-old prospect, 23, got married in the offseason. His pregnant wife showed up. You know, um, they you know, so to have that, like, he's there one minute and gone the next, and that shock of just what just happened. Yeah. And being at spring training while it just could, right. why, the senseless of it, but not at the global level like this. Just to have the pictures, the images of people trying to get into the crash scene where all the flowers, Staples Center, and then the different tributes around the league. Yeah, it's it's been overwhelming. Yeah. Lend All right. Eyes. All right. Let's uh, let's order some food and some apps. DC Prime, kind enough to have us here for Steakhouse Confidential. Carol Maloney of the Sports Capital, six thirty a.m. here in DC. Technically a competitor. Don't tell your bosses you sat down and broke bread with me and did a podcast. I won't tell mine. We talk about you on the air all the time, by the way. <laughs> uh, and we'll we'll talk about a lot of different things when we come back, including the Super Bowl including other women in sports television, your advice for young people, and whatever the hell else you want to talk about. How about the Redskins? No. No. (laughs) That will get one minute and six seconds of our discussion. Okay, good. And we might have to stretch to make it that. (laughs) Our thanks to DC Prime Steakhouse in Ashburn, Virginia. I'd say no cows were harmed in the taping of tonight's episode, but... I'm afraid a few of them didn't make it. If you want to experience the absolute finest in dining, whether it's steaks or seafood, book your reservation today at dcprimesteaks.com. Tell them you heard it right here on the ZabeCast and ask for Rick Crow. All right. All right. Let's talk sexism in major sports. Still there. Still there, right, Carol? Sexism in what sport? In major and big-time oh. sports. Uh, as With far you, as coverage? Yeah. As far as, yeah, still there. Getting yes. better? Definitely. I mean, we're, okay. there, we're power in numbers, right? Um, and uh, I think we're uh, growing as far as our fandom and as far as like knowledge goes. I think we're becoming respected voices because I think more women, not just you know behind a mic, but just in the stands and what they're Do talking some about. athletes still treat female reporters like shit or um, like yeah yeah okay lady what do you know i just think there is misogynistic people in every walk of life so um i don't know i'm sure some athletes do i wouldn't be able to name any specifically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i, but you, I have you, my you I, run into you it. know who you are you no. know you are. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead to me no right I've had some issues, uh, and I've had to deal with some stuff, you know, and I tried to do it in a very, um, we never want to call someone out. I don't think that helps anybody. No, no I'm not asking them, to call No, but I mean, out. it gets people defensive. There's a way to be like, hey, 
you know, you sound like a sexist a-hole, and I know that you treat everyone like that, so it's just that you're an a-hole. But maybe with me, you know, you right. need to... It's not sexism. It's yeah. just how you are. Yeah. You're a dick, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Yeah. That's so your default a- setting. You're an equal opportunity yeah. asshole. Your excuse is that's just how you are. Right. But, uh, uh, what do you What do you make of, you know, Katie Sowers is getting a lot of run yeah. as the first female coach in a Super Bowl. I can't imagine the S she's going to have to take. How does she know about football? I mean, that's the thing, like... There are plenty of coaches that have never played the game at a high level, but they've played the game. She looks like she was born for this role, and I wonder how well she'll do and how well her message will be received. Like, I'm rooting for her, but I'm also, like, kind of hiding my eyes to the whole thing. And I think she's gotten way too much attention for her role as an offensive assistant and running right, drills because and it's kind of plays. You can feel and see and hear the NFL's manipulation of this wonderful yes. story because the NFL knows they they have the thickest slice of female fans, like 30, dedicated 33%. fans. Is it that? I thought it was close to 40. Maybe, okay, yeah. maybe it's up. Women love football because it's a great product. It requires only one day a week of commitment it's not 82 games yeah baseball is yeah i mean you gotta become a junkie yeah, I, I right exactly and, and a lot of women like baseballs but no a lot i of watch women every women pitch like of every game of the nationals so I, know. I know i know but but football it has the, to me football has the lowest barrier to entry as a fan because it's so vibrant it's so colorful there's so much social carol involved in football the tailgating traveling, going to people's parties, you know, and all that stuff. And you're part of the conversation. And that's what we'll go back to, like, we have power in numbers, and we're being allowed in rooms and in positions of employment that we've never been allowed in before. But in many cases, we're still not welcome, and we feel it. Right. And that's the the difference. But we're being welcomed as fans, you know. Right. It's a a whole market, a lot of money there. and, And she can market... Katie Sowers can market to women a little bit, but I think we're all, and that's the thing, girl on girl crime, where we're all really quick to judge and be like, oh, you better, you better you, do you this. You better girl. be good. There's you a lot better of pressure. Not suck. Yeah, right. you better not suck right. because there's a lot of pressure on you. Don't, don't let us down. That's kind of how I feel about it. No, I hear you on that. I just, I see how the NFL works, and this is catnip to them yeah. to make sure they've got a gay female coach in the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if all she's doing is keeping track of the inflation needles and timeouts. Yeah. <laughs> it, she's on the team. Well, and so the that's Giants. good for the league. It's when, good for their image. When Michelle Tafoya did that update about her, because she's been in those uh, those Surface Pro commercials, right? Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, oh, yeah. You've seen her commercials a couple of weeks. I didn't mention it on our show. And then Michelle Tafoya, I believe she did a cutaway of her in the booth, talked about her, and then they did a cutaway of one of the referees on the sideline who was female. So it yeah, was like Sarah Thomas. Fem- right. So they did a female block. Sure. And then and the next day I read about the San Francisco Giants now have Of course, a, they've hired a female but coach. But she's not going to be in the dugout for the Giants, but she's right. going to wear the uniform and be on the field for batting practice. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, we're really... These dames are making great strides. They are. The only (laughs) thing that is tough is how do you assess where they fit in the meritocracy of the pursuit? Because there's a lot of men out there grinding away who are like, well, fuck. How come my 
22 years coaching minor league or junior college football counts for nothing. When Katie Sowers walks in, hell, I'd love to get that opportunity. I can just tell you that I'm sitting here today because someone allowed me in when I wasn't as well prepared as a man. Like when I first got out of college and I started doing my internships, every, every job I got, there were lines of men, young men who were much better qualified right. and who could, you know, whose voice was not as questioned or, you know, as uh, it was taken a lot more seriously than mine. I just had over, I had to work harder at it. Yeah. And make sure I was over prayer. But you think I'm okay, right? I've always. No, you're fucking phenomenal, so, Carol. I, so I had this... no one taken a chance on me back then, I wouldn't be here today. That's like, true. I had to leapfrog people who were better qualified to get my first feet in the doors. Right. And uh, and then start, you know, no, making sure true. that I belonged. And, it was and, up to and me. sometimes it's a male who gets a push because their dad is a coach in the oh, NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, Kyle Shanahan's great. Okay, he's a very innovative mind, and he is kicking ass at this yeah. point. But trust me, if his name was Kyle Blapowski, <laughs> <laughs> he could be toiling at Fresno State right now. Yeah. As a special teams coach. Yeah. But Eric- that's life, though. You have to accept that as life. Nepotism are real. And guys that are unqualified getting jobs are real. Like, I was noting how, uh, who was it? The uh, the Vikings hired somebody. Oh, they hired G- Gary Kubiak yeah. as their OC. Yeah. He'd been a co- he's been a consultant all season, though. Okay. Here's the thing, Carol. Gary and, and Scotty Turner getting a job with the Redskins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you have Eric Bieniemy. On the other side of Shanahan, I know. not getting any kind of job. It is a travesty. There was some other old dinosaur assistant. Oh, yeah, Jay Gruden gets the job in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. You're sitting there as a young OC wannabe, a position coach like a BNME mm-hmm. or anyone else, and you're thinking, fuck, Gary Kubiak, that old warhorse, that guy almost died on the football field when he was coaching the Texans. <laughs> Like, when, yeah. am I, when are we yeah. going to get our chance? Yeah. But the old guard coaches, Zimmer and uh, Malarkey, or not Malarkey, but uh, Marone in Jacksonville, they hire their buddies. Yeah. And by the way, did you hear and just Jay's tonight? And Jay's a buddy, and it's a did fraternity thing. Did you hear just thing. tonight? Bill O'Brien is now the GM of the Texans. That's just Who? Not, yeah, Bill O'Brien is the Texans now. He's the GM, too. Well, I think they had given him that power a while ago, they? gave they? it official they now today. Made it official, made it official oh, just God. today. And, right, he and should I, be, he should be firing himself. <laughs> <laughs> See, Carol, God, I love this girl, Gorgie. Listen to that. That is a quality top rope zinger. That's, awesome. That's what guys say. He should fire himself. Right. It's, yeah. it's a take that's on target, and it's funny. Thank you. Thank you. Try the veal. Where do you get that game, Carol? Where'd you get I, uh, that I studied from? under Zabe for many, many years. <laughs> okay. That keep, was my... my I, seriously, no. Keep going. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, no, really, no, I can't. Well, keep that, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but my sports talk days really started with sports reporters with you and Andy. Like, I came in every week. That is true. I, got, we loved having you. Cut my chops, you, you know, yeah. with you You know guys. how few people are... You know how few women are in sports radio? I feel like I could train a whole army of women like you to be great at the medium. Teach them the ins and outs. Say, okay, here's how it works. Here's how you stand up to bossy men that think they know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, here's that, da 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 I mean, they're starting to get some more. Like, for example, what do you think of Sarah Spain? 
Um, you're always going to be pro woman, so I'm, you're probably going to say yeah, she's great. I'm on team woman. I, I won't know you lie. Are. Um, I think she does a fine job. I get to see her on like, uh, uh, pardon the inter- not pardon the admiration. What's the one right before that? Uh, well, okay. Uh, she's TV and radio, so yeah. that kind of doesn't count. Okay. Like I'm saying, there aren't very many women like you who are doing solely a radio show as a female no, I, lead, sports I think radio. it's just uh, Amy Lawrence, and she does overnights. I really think there's, in and the country, Amy not- Lawrence is not very good. I'm not either. Maybe a nice person. <laughs> what do you mean you're not I'm either? not either. You're being real quiet right now, but I'm we're recording this. this I is- suck at it. I won't <laughs> lie. Don't I do. It. <laughs> it is hard work. It is the most difficult two hours with a live microphone. I'm live on the air every day. And I have two hours of opinions. To, you got two you know, hours sling of an around. empty canvas. Like, what am I going to talk I, about? I, I won't lie. I don't get there early because I am still mom. I got to drop the kids off. And I like try to make my whole morning trending and hot and the latest information. So that's a lot of pressure on me. I mean, I, I could and do then, a rundown now and it would make no sense tomorrow because that's not what the show I'm going to do. I'm going to. I want to talk and have, so I can spend all morning trying to gather the content. Oh, oh, this just happened, or they're talking about this, or this article. And did you see that highlight last night? And Koozie with the back angle, you know, with his, how can he lay on the ground like there and the ice like that and assist that way? Whatever it is in the morning that I'm trying, I have no time to come up with an opinion or how I'm going to deliver it. I have to do that off the top of my head. There's a lot of pressure. (laughs) I hear you. Every day, I, and I every love day you got to shovel coal into the steam engine that is sports and radio. And I'm not complaining. It is just I a know. conversation. It is a lot of fun and most then, days. And then you have to deal with Andy. And then I have to that deal with That old pisher, Andy Poland, <laughs> my former partner who is now your sidekick, newsman. What do you call Andy? Yeah, it's he's a Andy. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what his term oh, would Andy. be on your show? Oh, Andy. Um. So, you know, some days he's... Not only co-host, he's the, the host. Some days he just starts going, and I literally I sit back. I start eating my sandwich and listening. <laughs> it's like story time with Andy Poland. Yeah. I'm oh, like, I like, he starts in one, like, takes me back. He's taking me back to Bob Hope Andy days. was angry that day, like an old Jewish man <laughs> returning soup. Tell me more, Andy, and then I'll just get my sandwich out right. and just start eating it. So, some days he doesn't. He doesn't. Some days I he doesn't some talk days as much, and some crazy. days, some days he dri- everyone, Feldy used to drive me crazy. Anyone drives you crazy. The waiter would drive me crazy if I was here every day with yeah, him. You know, know, it's just whoever it is will drive you crazy. And Andy drove day. me crazy at times as well, and I drove him crazy. And I, I really respect that Andy put up with me and all of my hot-headedness for so long. And that I appreciate because, you know, sports radio is like wrestling. You know, it's all for it's all for the fans. You take a bump, you give a bump, you get somebody bloody, you get thrown off the side of the ring, all that other stuff. And it's all it's not to be serious about it. It's about putting on a good show. Yeah. So it takes a unique individual to be able to say, okay, the show's over. All right. Have a good day. See you later. I just say I speak fluent sarcasm. So I'm getting what Andy's saying. Yeah. Andy and Andy speaks fluent Carol so he can. uh, Well, that's good. Decipher to the uh, listeners what I'm saying. Uh, Before we sit and eat our lovely food, what comes first, a gay male head coach or quarterback in the NFL? Gay male head coach or quarterback? Openly gay. We've already had openly, openly. Openly. Okay. Okay. Or a woman head coach in the NFL? (sighs) Probably a gay Gay male. Gay man. Yeah. 
I think we've had them. We, we've had, uh, you know, you think, you think we've got a gay? You think, I don't want to name names. Has there been any quarterbacks who, after they've gotten done playing, came out and said they were gay? Or maybe bisexual. I've heard rumors. Haven't you? <laughs> I know you have. Look at that twinkle in your eye. I the rumors. I don't know. I've I mean, heard rumors. Aaron Hernandez threw all of us for a loop, right? Yeah, that was incredible. I did not watch the uh, special, but I read all about it. You should watch it. It's and it really was his good. high school quarterback he was having a relationship with. He did. For as a, a while. Yeah. 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 Quarterback of the Steelers was gay. Black male. Black male. Yeah. Very rumored to be gay. All right. Well, anyway, we're not here to outpass yeah. <laughs> quarterbacks. Um, but I think that. Uh, I think it's happening. Yeah. And I think uh, that we've progressed a little bit that your you know, sexual nature isn't any kind of indication of your athletic skills. They're going right. to they're gonna love winners. I think let's, it'll be easier to accept that than a woman being in charge of a team. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, the most – got to think about this one. What is okay. the most perfect thing, place, or moment in all of sports? The most perfect thing – place or moment in all of sports any sport anywhere in the world think about it as we nosh and we'll visit that on the other side okay the food is down i had the lovely steak the filet trio three different little flavors of filet with different stylings on it perfect what'd you have carol i had the tenderloin medium mm. well it was medium just, well yeah i love Holy medium cats. well mm-hmm. And it's just like that. You didn't crunchy, put ketchup on it like Trump, did you? Ha-ha. Thank just God. Just steak sauce. No. Oh, steak sauce. No, you? I'm kidding. No, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was perfectly like seared and crispy on the outside, and juicy and tender on the inside. And nice. Caesar salad. Like I'm it. in heaven. See, I like hearing Carol talk about food, Gorgia. Yeah, I don't know about you. Kind of a it is kind of a turn up. <laughs> so the seared and juicy, seared. <laughs> what is mm, the most sweaty balls. perfect thing, <laughs> place, or moment? in sports if you need one last extra second to think about it i'll go first but i don't want to jump in front of you well i'm pretty sure uh mine is different than yours but all right go ahead uh i guess the perfect moment happened to me only recently and it happened to me in the uh wild card game of the uh, Washington Nationals and the Milwaukee Brewers. And oh. In the eighth inning when you're outs away from another devastating postseason exit, um, just magic happened. And when Juan Soto overran second base and was tagged out, but who cared because, uh, you know, he put it, gave him the lead. And, what uh, a moment that was that because. Was to me, the most perfect thing ever because I did not think it was possible. In my lifetime. So yeah. that's the kind of baseball fan I was. And that that moment and just being like when he ran, he got tagged in the base pass between second and third. And uh, just this, it was the second roar of the crowd because obviously when uh, they went and tied the game, um, that was the roar. But the second roar, uh, it was a two-run double. So it yeah. was like the second run. That, and then when he got tagged out, he didn't care. Nobody that, cared. Yeah. Because they, they, they had taken the lead. And it was like, Wow. The Brewers had their total kill gun in Hader on the mound. Yeah, it was over. The unhittable it was over. freak that you can't hit. And they somehow got off the mat, and they beat him. 
five outs away, led, right? Five outs away from another exactly. devastation. Another total devastation. Never would recover. Another I, chapter in DC sports misery. Yeah. At the and, same time saying, well, you know, 19 and 31 in May 24th, and then to make the even make the postseason as a wild card, okay, it was still a bonus, but no. Yeah. That was it. That was when I thought this team's this team is a buzzsaw and that's they're, what's they're great the about this year. That's what's great about baseball. Baseball is a sport designed to allow teams to get off the mat and to rise up when all seems lost because mm-hmm. there's no clock. In every other sport there's a clock and time is a tyrant. Time keeps on marching and eventually you run out of time. In baseball, it's different. There's no time. It's just outs. So as slow as the game moves, and that's not appealing to this current generation, that's also the appeal of baseball because you can slowly turn the tension of, oh, shit, you just walked a guy. You nervous now? There's a man on, and there's two outs. You're still not done. Oops, you gave up a single. Yep. Ooh, this is interesting. You're not nervous, are you? Yeah. And and if you're on the other side of it, you're like, oh, single at, you're at like, that. oh, Jesus, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Okay. I was thinking more in terms of generic sports moments, perfect things. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> don't don't apologize. <laughs> Let me hear what yours is. Maybe I can have another. Well, you can riff on it. Yeah. First of all, I think I think a a, a jump shot that is a perfect swish. Mm-hmm. Nothing but net. Just the sound it makes and the feeling when you shoot it. And I'm usually good for about one every 31 shots in the gym. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm one for 31 on swishes, but I'm always trying for the pure swish. The feeling and the sound of it is so perfect. You're there. You're far away from the hoop, and it's like, I'm just going to throw this up there. It's going to rotate perfectly, and it's going to just go... Yep. With a splash. You can see the spinning just perfectly where it was lined up. Where right. the seams are perfectly aligned. So exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the key, and it Carol, is... arc. Right. It's like not too much of a rainbow, you know, but you're not darting it in. It has the perfect arc that just yeah. goes right in. And the key is you have to have a, a net that's the right stiffness and make and model and all that. Because you want a little a splash, splash like a dew drop yeah. in the middle. You don't want it to flip and wrap around <laughs> you don't want it all stiff where it doesn't really move or anything yeah. it's got to be the perfect splash yeah. the other thing that i think is the perfect moment in sports is golf 18th green tournament on the line thousands and thousands of people gathered round, and everything goes dead silent as you line up over a putt to win the masters to win the u.s open something like that but That's unbelievable. Something you've never experienced yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A million times yeah, yeah. on the putting green yeah. in my mind. This is for the U.S. Open. Like Three, me. Jack. <laughs> Nothing but net. Three, two, one. one. Right. Uh, By the way, there was, there was an elementary school teacher, speaking of that, that had their kids, I guess, write something out from the Kobe Bryant basketball, I love basketball, letter mm-hmm. to basketball, mm-hmm. then ball up their paper and shoot it into a trash can while yelling Kobe in midair. And the kids are like going crazy and everything. They're like, yay, Kobe. So that's kind of cool. Did you watch Dear Basketball from Kobe? So Dear Basketball is an animated 
short story that he wrote while he was retiring and it starts with him balling up his socks and shooting them in his in his bedroom and dreaming about the game and it and it's it's very it's five minutes you should watch it you can watch it online no time sorry you have five minutes and to hear his voice i gave it everything i had right you know and it's this voice no i'll watch it if you had one that's a perfect thing in sports if you had one message to leave behind your legacy your your lasting thoughts and he did that yeah. When I watched it, I got chills, and that's why those kids were doing that because that's what he did in the uh, in the deer basketball. You should watch yeah. it. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to run down some names here, okay. and you can uh, give me your thoughts. Is this one first word that comes to mind? I will. No, no. These these are all uh, women in sports media. Okay. And Don't you can say me. as much or as little as you want. Okay. I will give you my opinion on them as a man, as a dirty, horny man. <laughs> Who thinks he knows everything about sports? Because I do have some favorites in here. Linda Cohn. I love her. She's uh, great, she's isn't she? A, yeah, she's a founding. Long Island, sassy and brassy. Mm-hmm. She had plays, a radio show, which I used to listen to. Plays hockey. Loves hockey. Goaltender, yeah. Plays. I, her, ac- her New York accent uh, didn't take me long to get over that. I was fine with it. And uh, she, she's nice she, in person. She kept it together looks-wise deep into her older years, which is really hard in television. Oh, man. I, that's <laughs> a lot of work. No thank you. All right. Lindsay Zarniak. Lindsay Zarniak, just as sweet on the inside as she is on the outside. Just really knowledgeable, hard worker, um, competitive, too. I think she like wants to like crush every story she's on, uh, but is she genuinely gonna, in your corner when you're her friend. Is she going to make a comeback on the national stage, you think? I mean, she was on ESPN, 6 mm-hmm. o'clock Sports Center. She obviously... Stopped to have a family, mm-hmm. and that, now yeah, that's, yeah, that's a whole not different what, why story. Why she stopped? Well, okay. I mean, she stopped. I think don't think it's new news, but she they she went on maternity leave and she came back. And they took her show away from her and gave her weekend mornings, and she was like, "Wouldn't well, she had babies?" So yes, yeah, she's in a break, but it was like her contract was up, and so she's yeah. up. And okay. she didn't know, like I did when I walked away from NBC. It would be so hard. We thought jobs are just you know they used falling to out just, of the sky. They used to just fall out of the sky with us, but the way the market is right now. Um, it's uh, difficult to get back in. She definitely will. Okay. Sage Steele. Sage Steele is just the my best. Ab- she's my best friend. She's and we're so best awesome. friends. We, we uh, pick we were, up where Andy we and left I were off. so lucky we had you and Sage in our studio uh-huh. on your way to superstardom. Sage knows everything about me. I know everything about Sage. Uh, we've had our lives uh, um, intersect in where we are in our lives with our you know, husbands and kids and now okay. where we are. And um, <laughs> Jamal Hill. Uh, Jamel Hill, I love her opinions. I love her uh, doesn't take s attitude, and uh, and um, I'm glad she's not angry anymore because she hated it. She hated hosting okay. that show. Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan looks cute and fun, and uh, I w- and Diana Rossini loves her. So I imagine. I was going to say Diana Rossini is next on my list. Diana Rossini, she's on my doghouse. She's in my doghouse right now because she won't come on my radio show. She keeps saying she would. She has gone on. But every time I talk to her, she's at the Pro Bowl. Now she's at the Super Bowl. She doesn't have time for me. So, Diana, you're in my doghouse. But um, She was just on she's really uh, Levitard not, today. Yeah, she'll do national shows. Yeah, she, yeah, she's leaving well, you behind. I get it. She, uh, she, uh, you know, she can't book something when she thinks they might be calling. She's like, wait, I'm at the Pro Bowl. I'm going to do all. I don't know when my hits are tomorrow for yeah. the, where she gets uh, bread buttered. Dana, uh, Dana Jacobson. 
I don't know Dana Jacobson, and the only thing that comes to mind is her with a bottle of booze tipped over. But that's hell totally... of a comeback by her. Yeah. Like that would have killed a lot of careers. Yeah. Good for her for yeah. coming back. Tracy Wolfson. Tracy Wolfson. I just want to just just put a mole in my cheek because I just think that's so adorable. <laughs> you love it. I love her. It's a like Cindy Crawford, I right? Just, yeah, she's so. And she is. I know how hard that role is. Sideline, you think, oh, it's so easy. You just have to stand around and ask dumb questions. No, it is a lot going on. Right. And you got to keep your cool, and you don't know when they're throwing to you, and you don't know exactly what your angle will be yet. You're still gathering information, gathering information, and, and you're on, and, and someone's yelling at you to keep it right. tight or to go or to. Like, go, go get Mahomes. Yeah. Quick, yeah, go over yeah, here, do yeah. this. Yeah. So I think she does a really good job. Aaron Andrews. Aaron Andrews. Yeah. Aaron Andrews. Okay. Laura <laughs> Rutledge. I'll pass on that one too. All right. Uh, Michelle Beadle. Michelle is Beadle she... is hilarious. I wish okay. I was I wish I knew her personally. Is she uh what I don't do you know think she's, she's going to do now. next? Well, I know. She got a lot of money from ESPN. Uh-huh. She was doing that first that morning show. Yeah, get up and then get she up. decided not nah, not for me. Uh Jessica Mendoza who's yeah. apparently out now. On Sunday nights, they haven't officially reported that. She's but out? That's, oh, yeah. No, they, I think they're going to move on from her. Oh, okay. Uh, I, uh, I I enjoyed her work. I thought she had a difficult position trying to explain baseball to uh, a mostly male Sunday night audience. Um, okay. I, I'm surprised. I, I thought they were going to give her more time. Was it How many years did she do it? Just two? Yep. Uh, Britt McHenry. Britt McHenry. Um, bless her heart. <laughs> Carissa Thompson. Don't know her. Don't really have a take on her. She's beautiful. I think she's she does. so hot. She's beautiful. I, I think, think she's, she's good too. Yeah, me too. I she think she's good. good. Uh, Christine Leahy. Don't really know her. Yeah. Also yeah. very beautiful. I don't think she. Yeah. I'm starting at the age where I start to get jealous of beautiful women. So <laughs> that's you just pass. Very honest of you. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think Leahy has it quite like Carissa Thompson does. Yeah. In terms of the. Chris is in a commercial. Sports. Did you see Chris's commercial? Yeah, you're in a for IBM. Yeah, yeah, it's boss. So, you know, that's, it's good. That's the dream. <laughs> uh, Kari Champion, who just recently yeah. quietly ducked out at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Surprised because I thought she was one of their big stars and really that's what good. I thought. Great voice, oh. so hot. Yeah, holy crap. Does that I mean like model almost hot? Almost like too hot. That's what I was going to ask you. Is it possible? I don't know. To be I'm a girl. Too hot. But I, when I see it, I think. Man, don't you're laugh, so Gorgie. I'm serious. You're so I think hot. I, seriously, I would look at and 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 Kari Champion. How can you guys even pay attention to what they're saying when they're that hot? I don't know. Honestly, Car, Car, you can't you can't listen to them when they're that hot. But but I thought you know I think Kari Champion has it though. I think she's got that moxie and that mojo. So but the combination of would, getting it and super hot, I'm like wow. Okay, true story in Japan. They actually like to mess with their teeth. They put like braces on to give them a crooked smile because it's a kind of a Japanese thing. Yeah, my I, my nieces are Japanese. My sister in law is Japanese. They want a crooked smile. Yes, they pay for that like crooked smile. So in Japan, they unique... pay for braces to rearrange your teeth yes. crooked. Yes. Get the hell yes, out of here. It is true. And I'm saying she might think about that just to like give her something else. <laughs> give her a look. Give her just a hook. Make her look normal so she's not so incredibly hot. Oh my god! No, don't do that. Uh, remember Lisa Kearney? Yes, Lisa Kearney is actually one of my good friends in K in K Town. It's her brother's is her husband. Lisa What's K Town? Because he was a former football player, Kensington, Maryland. Oh, 
So I live in Kensington. Sorry, I forgot I was talking. K-Town. <laughs> Kensington, Maryland. Uh, my friend is her sister. That's her sister-in-law, so I hear about her a lot. I, Where is she loved, now? She's with FanDuel. Okay. And she does stuff on DirecTV for FanDuel. I remember when she was on the West Coast Sports Center, and I was like, oh, I like her. I like her presentation of the sports news of the day. She so looks I'm like Jenny McCarthy, well. doesn't she? Yes, she, she does. Like, yeah. But another gal that has it. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to have it. You got to have that moxie. Can't define it. It's like, would you want to hang out with this particular woman, and would she be fun to hang out with? Could she hang with the guys? Like Christine Leahy? Nah. She'd be like checking her Instagram and just, yeah. But a Carissa Thompson or a Lisa Kearney? Yeah. All about it. And as long as they're not so hot, you forget what you're saying while you're talking and hanging out with them. Well, that's true. And obviously, I'm not hot enough that your wife's not going to let you come and have dinner. Well, this is why Gorgie is with us tonight. (laughs) He's the chef. It's the Mike Pence rule where (laughs) I'm not even going to be in an elevator. Like... Yeah, like, I think you even said, like, well, would it be a problem if you and I just did the podcast together? And I was like, I don't want people seeing us together in a restaurant. <laughs> and you laughed at it, like, what's the big deal? And I, my wife, by the way, my wife sends her her best regards. Oh, yeah, I tell her, I yes. said, you know, I love her. We missed, we, mi- we missed the beach house that you let us rent that one I'm week. I'm not, uh, I'm single now, so I can be seen with whoever I want. But uh, yeah, even can. when I was married, I, I can't. Yeah. This, maybe this is why I'm not married, but even when I was married, I felt like I could, for business purposes, and my coworkers and That's colleagues true. are always men. That's true. There's no. All right, let's end no on the Super Bowl. It. If we were in a dark corner, then people might talk, but I think. This well, not fun. only are we with Gorgie, Gorgie is separating the two of us. <laughs> it's a buffer. <laughs> I can't even reach your foot, by the way. It's been so frustrating. I'm trying to play footsie with pillows. you. <laughs> That's right. Okay, yes, we will. So, to conclude, Super Bowl thoughts, give me your pick. Prove okay. to me your Oof. your girl sports Here we knowledge. go. Let's hear it. Come on. Okay, my big pick is... Big sports brain on Carol. A big hot take is that somebody's getting arrested in Miami. No. <laughs> I mean, someone's going Eugene Robinson on us. No, I'm kidding. Uh... I, I think that... Uh, First of all, let me ask. Who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I'm still trying to figure that out. But I think really the the, the heartwarming pick that you're, you know, you the one you're rooting for is uh, the Chiefs because Andy Reid, it's his 15th trip. Super Andy Reid, more likable than Shanahan. 15th trip to the playoffs, his second Super Bowl. He's old. He's happy. And I think is the window's closing. Patrick Mahomes, um, and as long as uh, they can... It's kind of like... As long as they can keep that D-line like your older brother. Just right. keep him at bay. He can find some, he, he, the way he's able to distribute the ball and to see. I talked about uh, Lamar Jackson all season as being my favorite quarterback in the league, and I was there when they played the yeah. Titans in Baltimore. And you like Lamar better than Mahomes? I did all season. You did. Because Lamar, or, cause Mahomes had that dislocated kneecap, and his numbers are down. It was just what he did in the last two playoff and games. And you're such a Fairweather fan. Come on. I know. Well, Mahomes was the talk of the league last year. Is the MVP? MVP. I know. And you're like, ah, he's yesterday's news. He, There's a new girl in he town. He was a little slower, and then Lamar was saying record after record, and he's right here. So, and they were Ravens were beating the Redskins and yeah, any yeah. kind of uh, you know, would ratings. You, would you have sex with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? No. After that porn star date, forget that. 
let's pretend you didn't know Ew. that happened. Ew. Come on. No, He's same dreamy. thing with the women. Way too He's... good looking. Way too good looking. Really? Yeah. Mm-mm. So Garoppolo's too pretty. Yeah, don't you think? I don't know. Eight passes in the NFC Championship <laughs> game? That Who doesn't do it for me, Zay. Look how that dreamy he is. Look at six that. of eight? No, you got to go like 22 <laughs> of 30. <laughs> That didn't move you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so is... I am picking offense over defense is the, basically my end of my question. Okay. Now, which Very is not, good. you know, running game and defense should beat uh, an offense in any other situation. But for some reason, Kansas City was, they haven't been in since... The third Super Bowl, they were at the very first one in 66. One and three, they lost the first one, won the third one. Yeah. 50 years ago. People were smoking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Len Dawson was burning grits in the locker room because that's what people did back then. Yeah, Yeah. so, and from Iowa, my Uncle Jack, so I'm going to go with Kansas City. All right, good. I'll I'll be rooting for him as well. I'm not anti-Niners per se. I mean, I respect how unbelievably nasty they are defensively. And Kyle Bosa is ridiculous, and all Nick their other Bosa? guys on the Nick, yeah. I call Nick him Bosa. Kyle Bosa. I do that all the time. It's you know now that? a glitch in my software. I think Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Nick. I think Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've been doing this for weeks, Gorgie. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's an embarrassing. Nick Bosa was the reason why Chase Young only started that last year for Ohio State. He backed up Nick Bosa. Um, Nick Bosa is why you think the Redskins can't. Trade away that number two pick. No, they better not. They better not trade away. They should just take him at take you know Chase Young at two, and call it a day. Don't get yeah. cute. Don't think, ooh, we're going to get a haul of picks from somebody like we gave away, like we gave away for RG three. The Rams didn't do shit with all yeah. of our picks. They didn't win shit, and it's not worth shit. Take the best player at number two. As much as we talk about the Chiefs' offense, uh, it was the 49ers' offense who scored more points per game throughout the course of the season. It's Ooh. just lately. It's 29 point something. Big 28 brain point something. on Carroll. Right out of the, right out of the top I of my love head. It. Yeah. Chiefs so it's going to be a high scoring game. Minus over one and the over. That's Carroll's official pick. Yep. Chiefs That's minus one and the over. Tie it in a two team parlay. And then you will take the and for my prop, prop bet. bet. <laughs> We're just on the same page. And my prop bet is going to be that Alex Ovechkin will have more shots on goal than touchdown passes for Mahomes. Boom, there it is. He's playing the Pens earlier that day. Done and That's done. That's my prop bet. Carol, you're the best. Thank you, girl. Fun. fun times. Once again, thanks to the staff at DC Prime for having us and treating us so well. We hope to return for more Steakhouse Confidentials in the near future. And if you are anywhere in Northern Virginia, get your butt out to D.C. Prime for the best steaks and seafood I have ever had. No exaggeration, despite the fact that I have run up the bill in more than a few fine eateries along the way. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the ZabeCast. Our thanks to DC Prime Steakhouse in Ashburn, Virginia. I'd say no cows were harmed in the taping of tonight's episode, but I'm afraid a few of them didn't make it. If you want to experience the absolute finest in dining, whether it's steaks or seafood, book your reservation today at dcprimesteaks.com. Tell them you heard it right here on the ZabeCast and ask for Rick Crow.